What's up, y'all? It's Tiffany Roberts, and you're listening to Renegade Culture Podcast. You know what it is? Yo, it's... Whoa, yo, let me just interrupt this message. Yo, this is Kamal K. Franklin, and I'm back. I'm back. I'm healthy. Hey, Kamal's back. Yeah, I see y'all all pleased. Yeah. I got a lot of enemies up in this room. We, we and tonight concerned. they're gonna hear it. We just, we just concerned with you last week. That was a concern. Concerned about my brother. Y'all lucky we got special guests up in the house. Otherwise, yes. Yes. it'd be done. Oh my god. It would goodness. be done. I can't believe this. I can't believe yo, last week I took ill. I mean I'm talking yeah, to my special guests. So, I took ill. I was a little that. ill. I was a little ill last week, and so I didn't Ill. make it to the podcast. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was under the weather. Yes. And then instead of being all supportive, of like being my friends, my comrades, my troopers, they went out. They started reading my text messages on the air. <laughs> <laughs> my text messages. My Yo, personal message to Kalanji. about Amarosa. My personal message to Kalanji saying like, "Hey, brother, I'm ill. I can't make it. Please carry on without me." Okay. Please, please. In, I tried. In defense of you, oh, call it 15 minutes after the show began. Oh, no. It was that late? Oh, yeah, the 15, after the show oh, supposed I know to start. I know it was that late. I'm, I'm sick. You know what I'm saying? So, first of all, my voice I, is I, never like that. That's how you text. That's not. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I read the text and it looked like I'm sick. So, I'm like, okay. So, I'm like, oh, man, my brother's sick. Let me call. You know what I mean? I'm concerned with my brother. I whatever. had a bad meal. I had a bad meal. It was a bad meal. I call. No, I call. Like, <laughs> never eat at some place that advertises street meat. Okay. That, I don't yeah, know. They, they said street hey, meat. I don't know. I thought I it was going to be good. I don't know. It ain't. First of all, I don't know no brothers that eat street, street meat. Pause. That's number one. Number two, street I don't know nobody eats street meat. <laughs> street meat street on, meat the, on the, the menu. You, know open, yo. you from the West, you the street meat, though. Uh, you know, eat street meat, brother. Yeah, we ain't. We don't get it. I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut. We got a spot oh, called Kasuf Street. Like the only person and the street meat up there is not the street meat you want to eat. Trust. So, so mm. I'm just saying, brother. All I'm saying is that, you know what? People didn't do Did you get tested after you ate that street meat? I was good. I was good until I, you know, it was like... After like an hour and a half, all of a sudden it started, you yeah. know, reminding me that I shouldn't have ate the street meat. I mean, when I hear you say you ate the street meat, it reminds me of that old song by Kumo cool D. What's the Three old days song? later, go see the doctor. <laughs> you remember that song? No, I don't so, remember. Don't that eat song. that street I'm too young meat, for that, bro. Okay, I'm too cool. young for that. All, all right. right. Oh, you okay, <laughs> Tiffany? Oh. Oh, nah, you okay? You all right? I'm all sorry. Right. Folks okay. are nervous up in here. Okay. I nah, see I'm you know what I'm saying? You ate the street meat and you got stomachache. I'm glad that you were here this week, brother. Thank you so much, my man. You know, because we was concerned about you, man. My man, Naka. Naka. Naka's, you know, yeah, yeah. he's really concerned. He's like, Number 15 man. DJ in the country, Naka. <laughs> number 15. <laughs> 15, I'm just saying. Yeah, number 15. Naka. Naka now increased on the joint, man. He been playing that, that boot camp click. Shout out Naka, the ear doctor in the building. And my man, Loose. Loose. Loose in the room. We had Loose on the mic last week. Let me tell you, Loose only calls me when he wants his money. Let me oh, just be all. clear with that. Hey, yeah. hey, hey man. I wasn't on. even, I was you sick. And he's, I'm getting texts be like, yo, yo, where's my money, <laughs> man? He's like, I, I heard you hugging the toilet, but can you, can you like, yeah. transfer those funds over there? Why, yeah. why don't y'all pay black businesses on time? Whoa. See. Damn. Now see, now see, there you go now. now. See, I ain't even going to say that because of the fact that <laughs> views what? and opinions of our guests. <laughs> of a former co-host. A former co-host. <laughs> a renegade coach. Yes. I mean, the first renegade culture podcast we did was co-hosted by by Tiffany Roberts. Tiffany Roberts. People's lawyer. And I'm, I'm, I'm and her brother. Excuse her brother. Me? Genghis X. Genghis X. We ain't seen right. any of them since. Nope. Mm-hmm. We, 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 like, Tiffany never around 18? when you need her. Never. 
Never. Damn shame. Is she an attorney? But she is the people's lawyer. And she's the people's lawyer. She's the second best lawyer I know after all right. me, of course. Okay. But, you know, she's she all, all right. right. She all right what she do. Yes. Okay. I ain't, you know, as long as she ain't like your man, crump the chump, nope. we ain't never won a case. And do, it's oh all my good. God, why are you, oh, it's a nasty oh, I'm sorry, that's it. Yeah. Give her bio. Give her bio Give her bio. We're doing the intro. It's Tiffany. Oh. Anyway, listen. Everybody knew we Tiffany. Got, <laughs> we got Tiffany <laughs> Roberts, attorney. What? Civil rights attorney. What? Criminal rights attorney. What? You know what I mean? What? A hard working. Uh huh. Native of the South. That's right. Representing. All right. The center. All the right. Southern Center for Bring Human on. Rights. That's right. Y'all give our sister Tiffany. and former co-host oh. of one show and never to be back on again. Never to be back on. Now came back as a guest with a guest. Uh huh. Give it up for, for Tiffany, Tiffany Roberts. Roberts. Right. And sitting next to Tiffany. On the side of Tiffany, right at shotgun. We have. We have. Carla Taylor. Carla Taylor's in the building. Carla Taylor's in the Carla building. Carla Taylor. The Carla Taylor. Not the Carla Taylor. That's the Carla Taylor. Good God Almighty. Carla Native Taylor's of ATL. Building. Native of ATL. Breaking cast out of jail. That mm-hmm. Straight out the West. In her bio, yes. she says, formerly incarcerated. She letting you formerly know. Formerly incarcerated. Like, she look, let you know. In other words, that's cold worth. I will smack the shit <laughs> out of exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> you fucked up. A that's tooth, right. Toothbrush. Razor blade. That's right. Shank. It's like, I know how to run shit. Pork chop bone. That's right. She's you like, will get it. Run your commissary. Prison. So, yes. Not like Kalanji, who was just in jail for like two wow. days or something like that. I was locked up with James Brown. I'm going to tell that story oh, before the door. You're going to tell that story before it's over? <laughs> yes, All right, yes, man. yes. And anyway. if you need to organize it with women on the rise, today we're going to yes. talk about things happening in Atlanta around the shutdown of the jails, stuff yes. on uh, decriminalization of marijuana, what's happening yes. in the criminal justice system here in Atlanta. Did you bring any Atlanta, marijuana? Atlanta, jo- oh, oh, okay, sorry. What's going on with that? Oh, my, my bad. Oh. <laughs> and check. Oh, you just... Uh, we decriminalizing? All right, let's do it. Reclassifying. Reclassifying. and now advertise. So we come let's back, go. we're going to talk about all those important topics. And yes. Kamal is back. Kamal's back, ladies the R, and gentlemen. The E, the uh, N, the E, the G, the A, the D, the E. It's Renegade. Renegade, coach. Uh, we'll be back! <laughs> so this is what you're doing? That's what we do. That's what we do. That's the intro. That's what Tonight, we got a whole lot of good shit popping. That's right. We got two special guests. We want to talk about what's going on in the world tonight. Yes, very important guests because of the fact that right now, um, we may have to give some folks some credit uh, in regards to uh, the closing of one of these uh, camps, these 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 death camps in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We call them death camps because of the fact that there ain't no life coming out of that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're trying yeah. to uh, brutalize us, terrorize us. That's where they send our people to wait. Indeed. To wait to be incarcerated, to yes. not get out, yes. to not get bail, 
And we got some special guests who've been working on this, I think, for years, yes. literally years, working to close this down and to shut this down. And we want to talk about the movement that they've been working on, working for, the progress that they're making. And it feels like, and I'm going to actually uh, actually call her, like where we're at, Tiffany, you can jump in too. So it feels like there's some movement to actually close this jail down. And why don't y'all just give us a little background on what this jail is, why it's so important to close it down. Um, and the work that you guys been doing on it. And where it's at, because this show is international. It's not, you know, just an ATL show. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's uh, Atlanta City Detention Center right downtown by Greyhound, Magic City. Everybody know where it is, right mm -hmm. off the interstate. Uh, what a lot of people don't know about this, it's an extra jail is what it is. Uh, it came about in 93, 95, right before the Olympics. Mm -hmm. uh, what, it, what it was, uh, it was built to, like, uh, be a... Um, they wanted to hide the homeless. That's what they wanted to do during the Olympics. So they built this jail, you know. That's why they called it the detention center. They just wanted to hold the homeless population there. And uh, after that, yeah, they, I mean, they, they were just making up little, you know, citations, like spinning on sidewalks, lock you up, panhandling, lock you up. You know, that's what they did to, like, clear all the homeless people out. But um, after that, they just started making money, so they had to hang around, you know, let it hang around a little bit. Mm -hmm. so, so it was built right before the Olympics. Because, yeah. you know, you're an ATLian, you know uh -huh. what I mean? You're born and bred here. That's right. Um, and uh, we, we some new jacks coming up in this joint, you know what I mean? So um, so basically that was one of the uh, the perks we came that came with the... Uh, yeah, with the Olympics, yeah. It, it's funny how right now the, the aim is to shut it down. you got the Super Bowl coming right, up. Right, so, um, right. you know, that, that's a real interesting spin. So what, what's, what's going on with it right now? Where is it at? Um, see, the thing about Women on the Rise is a nonprofit organization. Uh, it started by our founder, uh, Ms. Marilyn Wynn. Um, and she she do the damn thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She made out she worked by herself for years, and it's gaining momentum. So now that uh, with the whole ice thing going on, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to get rid of that. Uh, it's like this, you know, everything just kind of coming together. So uh, now that's gaining momentum, and the mayor spoke about it. She wanted it to be her idea, but trust and believe, let the people know she ain't got nothing to do with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. She want to take credit for what we're doing, mm -hmm. and she said that like, and she's calling it all these uh, initiatives. It's like the mayor initiative. This is our work, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, and she right, want right. to take credit for it. So we want to make sure that people know this ain't what the city doing. This is what we doing. That's and right. so now that it's gained momentum, they want to jump on the bandwagon because before everybody was like, they want to say they want to have nothing to do with it. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So mm -hmm. now it's looking like yo, it's about to go down. Now they're like, oh yeah, that was my idea, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm yeah. glad you pointed that out. Jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. Before we jump, Tiffany, can you tell us where this is at in the city council level? Like, what's happening? Uh, so, um, some of the newer city council people on Monday introduced legislation uh, resolving to close the city jail. So right now, it's still in, uh, I would say, in the research phases for city government. Mm -hmm. um, but Women on the Rise is mobilizing, have been lobbying, and has the support of probably about 15 to 20 organizations. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to the Mayor's Commission on Criminal Justice Reform, also have endorsed Women on the Rise's proposal to shut the jail down and repurpose it for, for community, right? So, like, don't sell it to Fulton County. Mm -hmm. Don't sell it and give the money to police. Repurpose the buildings so the people that would normally be housed there for detention can actually receive services and housing. Mm -hmm. um, so um, there will be another hearing on the paper. It's going to the Public Safety Committee, and the, um, there's information that women on um, Women on the Rise's uh, website about how folks can get involved. We mm -hmm. really just want people to understand that um, it's black women's work um, that brought this to the fore. Mm -hmm. And while women, women on the Rise appreciate the support from organizations like Southern Center, where I am, um, it's important that folks understand that the power is in the people so mm -hmm. they will join forces and not just expect other people to do it for them. And I'm glad you all came on to clear the air because of the fact that we got different folks, you know, praising the mayor. 
and, and we, we, you know what I'm saying, uh, Kamau and I, you know, being seasoned organizers, uh, organizing for at least a quarter of a century apiece, you know what I mean? Um, we, we, we've witnessed this time and time again as far as, like, uh, you know, the state taking credit. It's just like, you know, U.E.P. Newton was, there was yes. his assassination date yesterday, and he was one of the folks who founded the whole Breakfast of Children program. And what happened was, of course, the government took credit for it. Yeah. So now in the school system, you're looking at it like, oh, the man, the schools just care about the kids. But there was the Black Panther Party. Yeah. Right. You had Rainbow Push, mm -hmm. which was started by Fred Hampton, Hampton Chairman yeah. Fred Hampton of the Black Panther Party in Chicago. Started that program. Then Jesse Jackson come along talking mm -hmm. about, I am somebody. Yeah, yeah. Fred was saying, I am a revolutionary. Jesse flipped it. Yeah, I am somebody. Changed the whole game, took the name and everything, mm -hmm. and now it's a whole different program. So we used to Negroes in high places, mm -hmm. um, you know, taking Dealing control work, of things. Taking, yeah, and taking the politics out of it. Absolutely, right? taking, the, taking the sting yeah. out of it. So yeah. I'm glad that, you know, you all, because I just saw some shit that the ACLU put up as well, mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, claim jumping. And, yeah. and I'm going to just say it just like that because of the fact that, you know, yeah, the ACLU does good work in certain arenas, just like the NAACP and other other organizations. Yeah. However, they be on some bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now I can say that because um, I ain't grassroots. I'm underground, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and the sad part about that is we have allies with ACLU. That's, that's right. what's so right. sad. No, that's cool. Like, yeah. Like, I guess it's like the bigger company or whatever it is, so the higher up, they want to take credit for it. We heard it. We just heard about it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, like I said, everybody want to take credit now. You know, the mayor with all her initiatives. And then we got a couple of city councilmen, they, you know, got their own, you know, you know, their own hidden agendas, you know what I mean? Oh, no so doubt. everybody on the come up, but it's all about money now. It's, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, the yeah. suburban with yeah, the city. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. and, that, and that's what they're doing, which is sad, you know, because I'm looking at from the mayor on down, I mean, some of the city councilmen, y'all went to high school around here, y'all know what we need. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're spending mm -hmm. $32.5 million approximately on this jail every year. 32.5. This place holds 1,500 people. Right now, there may be less than 200 people in that jail on the city side. No, I know it's less than 100 people on the city side. Let mm. me say it. That's facts. And on the ice side, they may have under 250. That's it. You know? Now, for our, for so, our yeah. listeners, for our listeners who, because of the fact that we talk political terms and we talk about that all the time, and a lot of times the average Joe on the street don't know what the hell we're talking about. So when we say ice, what is ice? For the uh, folks who, who yeah, this this is the big thing that they've been fighting with the president about uh, the immigrants losing their kids. Uh, it's just like the jail for the immigrants. That's all. That's all it is. Right, 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 I can't right, make it right, no plainer. Right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. This is what they do when they snatching up people's kids and putting them in cages. These are the detainees they're holding down there in our city jail. No doubt. You know, no so doubt. and they're making money off of this. The city made uh, seven and a half million dollars already from the federal government for holding those ICE detainees in there. <laughs> So basically, it's people who are considered illegal immigrants who are being held. And I don't think a lot of people know that, like that local jails are mm -hmm. making money by holding folks who are scooped up in Trump's war on immigrate immigrants. Right. Right. And they'll be taken to, to local jails here in Atlanta, the detention center you guys right. are talking about. Mm -hmm. This happened all across the country. Right, right, right. And these cities and municipalities mm -hmm. and states are making a whole bunch of dough off of it. Mm -hmm. And it's an excuse to keep these spots open right. as opposed to turning them over to something that's going to really help the community. So it's going to be viable. Yeah. So it's going to be viable. So, Tiffany, um, what, what is your, uh, where are you at with it right now? I know that, you know, on a legal front, you know, of course, we have uh, different parts of the fight. You know what I mean? What What is, what's, what's your state? Where are you at on, on, on this battlefield? Well, I fully support the, the campaign to close the jail. I don't know of any city ordinance that, 
um, warrant someone being detained. I really think that there are very few offenses for which folks to just sit in jail in pretrial detention before they're convicted of any crime. Um, I believe immigration detention is unjust and inhumane. So um, I'm also from Atlanta. I remember when the courts switched over, when they formed City of Atlanta Municipal Court. I remember when they built this jail, when they cleaned the city and put all the homeless people in that in that jail and so um, from my perspective knowing that we were able to successfully pass bail reform but there are people who have a stake in folks being locked up right and so um, for the southern center from the southern center perspective we're saying um, that there's no justification to hold people in jail simply because they can't pay a bond I mean pay a bail there's no reason to hold folks um, and what we're seeing is people who should have been released right so like the, the numbers don't support that um, the number of people that should be released from jail once they're booked in are actually being released, right? They're finding different ways to hold folks in. So I, you know, to me, that jail is an abomination. I think it's a way that our city has demonstrated that black folks will criminalize and mistreat our own mm -hmm. um, in the name of progress, in the name of public safety, but I don't believe that the jail serves a public safety interest. Um, and as bail reform starts to pick up around the state and in other counties in the, in the in the metro, I think we'll see that we're not any less safe. What makes us less safe is not educating our children, not housing folks, right, not feeding folks. Um, that's what makes us less safe and secure as community. And I think we should support any grassroots effort that says that we should be treated humanely if we have to wield the power of the state to get stuff solved, right? So we have to we have to ask the mayor to push for initiatives. We have to ask commissions to endorse them. But that's also demonstrating that the people are wielding the power of the state to get the results that we need at that moment. And that hopefully we won't, we won't have to always be in the position of having state reforms to get what we need on that front. Now you mentioned before like uh, about money bail, so I just wanted to ask a little bit about that because uh, there's a campaign happening, I mean there's campaigns springing up across the country and I know Atlanta do, did some, I think Song and some other groups, if I'm not mistaken, have, have done a lot of work on that, but one, one particular activist I know Mary Hooks has done a lot of work on that um where is that at in terms of city or state in, uh in atlanta and georgia around reform what's happening on that level so on the city level in february of this year we passed a bail reform ordinance that basically slashed the number of offenses for which folks could be held without bail without bond um and there are efforts all around georgia there are people um asking for help in their municipalities and their in their counties um to figure out how they too can incarcerate fewer people mm -hmm. um we're approaching the six month six month mark for city for the city's implementation of the bail ordinance and we're not where we need to be um but built into the ordinance are review processes and other ways that we can improve the way that we deliver services so um right now we're we are approaching a review period mm -hmm. for the bill ordinance um but as you all know the city was hacked and there was a lot of data lost so we'll be we should we, it remains to be seen what we can determine from the numbers mm -hmm. but certainly we have a long way to go the city was hacked was it the russians anyway was it you was it you <laughs> we listened <laughs> we, we listened to renegade coaching <laughs> it, it, it probably was kalanji yeah no nah, I, I don't even you know yeah. well kalanji can't even sign in on facebook i don't even roll my facebook yeah, page yeah, okay. Some alien um, you got uh, white doing dude that. Doing yeah. it. Yeah, he hate white folks. But anyway, oh listen. Oh um, you listen to Renegade Culture. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, got, I got to do this every week. That's every why I week. Take a break every last week. week. Don't you know, mind me. Sick. The views and opinion of Kalanji Jamachanga <laughs> may not necessarily be the views of our coach. Renegade Culture. Who, who, who usually skips out every other every three uh, weeks. I three weeks. I you know what I mean? Yo, they're the views of the people. We are coming back, though, with Kamal 
running the show. And I am here permanently as the co-host. I oh, decided to do a speech oh, for Renegade okay. Culture. We rehired. I will Come never on. be replaced. <laughs> Tiffany is trying to get my job back. She's trying to get your job? She's trying to get my job. I do a little jokes. She's trying to get your job. She thinks she's oh, funny man. over there. She's not funny, yo. Hey, she's trying to take your job. No, no, she's trying to take your job. Oh, wow. <laughs> We gonna come back with more shots. So we're gonna get a job. Lick a shot. Hey. You good on the to try to get him to sing that song? You gotta see you there. Some of the hard. He didn't catch that dumb shit. No, fuck that. To the like, uh, listen to Renegade Culture, and number one, bad. the number one podcast in the, in the motherfucking world. Y'all know I think that? It's in the universe right now. Oh, universe? There's a Martians bumping on I shit. I think so, yo. A few weeks I heard ago. that, yeah. They like the, they like the Palestine issue that I did. They like the Palestine yeah. issue? I don't know if that's what they like. I that's what they, they like, yo. I think they like me. Talking. No, 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 no. Wait, because you look like a Martian sometimes. Wow. Ah, there we go. There we go. Y'all in to the regular. Don't worry, loose you next. You next. Oh, oh, next. Oh, oh. Taking out playback sounds tonight. Oh, Vengeance is mine. Take the Lord. Oh, no oh. offense, Tiffany. You know, oh. I know you like the Lord. No offense. What? Oh, no, I'm talking about that. Renegade coaches back in the house, yo. Renegade coaches <laughs> back in the house. It's slander up in here. Come on, wild slander. Come on, wild about to get belted in the Bible belt. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, we was talking about uh, a whole lot of shit going on in the city of Atlanta. You know, America, jail closing. right? Jail but but closing. but it's 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 you know it's it's America itself. Well, yeah. You know, what I'm saying that shit trickled down from the top. Mm-hmm. You got Trump and and his uh, gang gang of thieves and yeah. shit, mm-hmm. and then you come on down to Kasim Reed and his gang of thieves because all this shit continues to, to trickle down. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, it's still part of the Kasim Reed regime. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. You know what I mean? We <laughs> forgot. We forgot who was with who, motherfucker. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the streets. If you was with a motherfucker last week and he got his melon pop, mm-hmm. you were still you with still him last with, week. Right? Ain't no, oh, that was him talking. Like, no, I took they, over. It's a new regime. Nah, it's we like, see you. There's some continuity to that. There's some continuity there. Absolutely. We keep it 
keep it the same way. And, and shout out to, uh, you know, and we talk about structure. Mm-hmm. I was just reading, and I'm not veering off, there was a uh, 95-year-old in mm-hmm. New York, 95-year-old Nazi, you know what I'm saying, that was deported the other day. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? They said, you know, Trump numbers like, look, motherfucker, we don't give a fuck that you was uh, a, a Nazi soldier when you was 22 years old. Now your monkey ass, 95. They had him on a stretcher. They airbusted his ass the fuck back to Germany. Wouldn't nobody take him. They found out, like, found his monkey ass 14 years ago. He in the news, like, oh, 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 hell. Get your oh, old ass on the mother. He was killing the motherfucking Jews. Get your monkey ass on the stretcher and uh. skateboard the fuck out. So they kicked his monkey ass out. But that's how we got it. Yeah. Black folks be like. Oh, I was wondering how he was going to tie that back. Oh, you I was looking for right. tie back. He we, said he wasn't veering out. He said so no doubt. I'm trying right. to trust I'm him. I'm trying to check it. Black it folks be on some shit be like. Well, you know, man, that was dead. You that's know, forget. Yeah, you that's know. Forget forget. You know, you know, the Lord said, mm-hmm. you ain't never talked to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? That's holds hands. Go ahead Can we bullshit. all get along? Yeah, Can you we know, all get along? we want peace. That's right. We don't want no fucking peace. We need a peace. Yeah, we taking right. a peace. We need power. Anyway, let's talk about this jail. We just got some breaking news a few minutes ago. What was ago. the breaking news? Uh, breaking news that your mayor. Oh, oh, do I. Go, Keisha. The, the honorary <laughs> Keisha Bottoms. Keisha. She uh, <laughs> said she was selling, selling the jail. Was that was that was that real news or was is, is Trump as opposed that to the news? discussions that she's been entering around yes. potentially turning the jail into something that could be used uh-huh. for a homeless population of folks that's working there? Apparently, the AJC is just breaking the story a few hours ago, suggesting that she's going to sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah. Right. So the AJC published the story apparently five hours ago, saying that she is. Uh, looking to sell the jail, but hasn't determined what the purpose should be. Whether it would be to sell it to another municip- to another agency mm. to be a jail, or whether she can repurpose it for something useful. And what we're saying is, you don't have to sell the jail. The city can own and operate the building and repurpose the dollars that we are saving from mm. not incarcerating people for the community. It is a building that has hurt so many folks, and so the building that hurt folks needs to heal folks. And so the ask is not that it be sold and distributed among the city agencies. We're saying these people that we are now seeing sleeping under the bridges and populating the shelters because you closed Peachtree and Pine, those same people that you are going to shuffle into that jail probably when the Super Bowl comes, instead of doing that, use it to do Mm -hmm. some good. It's reparations. You owe them. Yeah, and I don't think that we should allow... And, and allow is a uh, a big word, you know what I'm saying? Because black folks, you know, we yell fire in a crowded room and all that, and, you know, black power when we powerless and all that. You know what I'm saying? We recognize we're in Atlanta. We recognize, you know, the inmates are running the building, the slaves are running the plantation and all that. But we cannot allow another municipality to swoop down and bring in more slaves. We're not saying let's, uh, uh, we're not talking emancipation right here. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I think that uh, if that's the move, that is made, then we should uh, vehemently oppose. Absolutely. You know yeah, what I'm saying? They, they made it clear. That, I mean, we had, like I said, we had a meeting this week. With, as a matter of fact, we met with Rashad Taylor from the mayor's office. And they made it clear that she wasn't going to sell it. And that was their word. If I could, or if I can, I'll try to find the email. I was looking for it. But, uh, yeah, we got an email that they wasn't trying to be adversarial. Not. We just got that this morning. Hmm. So maybe they're just setting us up, you know what I'm saying, for a, a hard blow. But, yeah, they made it clear that, yeah, we're not going to sell it. So, so this, so so this, this email was dropped this morning? Yeah, they told us they weren't going to sell it, but we, in the meeting we were told <laughs> they wasn't going to sell it. Monday? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, were, they, were, we, they told us they wasn't going to sell it, but, you know. Oh, okay. So, so maybe the AJC is wrong. 
Maybe the AJC Let's hope the AJC is wrong. Let's hope the AJC is wrong. Well, yeah, history I mean, tells us that AJC probably, 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 probably got. Yeah, yeah AJC they probably got. started help. the 1906 Atlanta race riot. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, well, I, well, that's another kind of history, of course. <laughs> yeah, but the history I was referring to is that. I'm not veering off. Oh, no, you're not I'm veering off either. There's no veering off. 1906. You're tying it all together. You're tying it all together. I like that. AJC, see. She she like she like Trump. She like look, motherfucker, you. So what you want, boy? I don't need to edit Motherfucker, your grandfather. Grandfather started the race riot. She don't trust a motherfucker. I know. They, they better ask you for a oh, quote. No. Like, excuse me, Tiffany Roberts, what you for? You motherfucker started the race riot. <laughs> Damn, I was just asking you how you felt today. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, fuck them. That's cool. That's that's how we got to deal with it. So okay, so it, right now we're treated as a as a uh, unconfirmed fact. How do you want to say yeah. Rumor, uh, yeah, it's not a well. No, it is a. It's a, a, it's a story reported by AJC, who started the race riot of what year? Nineteen oh six. Nineteen oh six. Thank you very much. But so that I mean, obviously, the organization and other folks who are working on this issue are going to try to see whether or not that's true. To see whether or not they're going to put pressure on the city to make sure that they don't go against their word. And that's only going to be the pressure that comes from folks outside. Trying to say, look, this was the deal, and like you said, if you got emails and all the rest of it, right. folks are going to have to release that information to be like, this is what you told us, and then you ran around and tried to do this. So we yeah, need to make sure you playing straight with us because we're not we're not going to have it. And we'll be talking about this shit next week to see, you know, what I'm saying if it's right, you know right. if if if, it's, if you know if AJC fucked up, then we'll you know talk about the editors. Mother and all that shit. Oh, we don't damn. Care. We don't give oh, a shit. Damn. We don't care. We're, yeah. yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. NPR. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Although you was on NPR. I, I was on NPR, and they they, they supposed to drop the joint today. Uh-huh. So it may be tomorrow, but they you know we did bomb <laughs> on them like a few weeks ago. So I was kind of yeah. nervous about what they might say. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, we, got to, we, we said fuck NPR. Uh, we did a whole story on them. Is this an analyst? Yeah, with his sister huh? Noah, yeah. who was accused by NPR reporters yeah. of basically being, like a some, being a Russian agent yeah. or right. or like basically being a shrill for Russian propaganda. Yeah. Um, and we had her on, and she obviously explained that one the reporter who was I think it was Johnny Kaufman, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I think Kalanji said what. Fuck Johnny Kaufman. Fuck Johnny Kaufman. I think he said like fuck Johnny Kaufman like twelve times. Practice? I might have did. Like fuck Where's Johnny my Kaufman. Manners? I know it was like thirteen times. I think he said yeah. it. But anyway, but but she gave us I a straight said, deal. Motherfuck Johnny Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, she gave us a straight deal on that. Like yeah. so, like you know. But my man went back on NPR yeah. to do something else on Black August. Unrelated, yeah. but Unrelated. you know what I'm saying. So it wasn't with Johnny Kaufman. Yeah. Well, well, I went, yeah, but I wanted to go. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit, Carla, because I, I Carla got this tattoo with you know known as. Why why are you rolling your head? No, this is who I didn't roll my head. You did. Yeah, like flew back off your head for a second there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You had to pull that back. I wanted to know the history behind yeah. the nickname Bam Bam because she bam. got Bam. Well, one she got bam. a tattoo bam. of Bam Bam, one bam. but the nickname is Bam. Yeah, one Bam. Well, listen, right. you listen. Hold up, man. Wait a minute. You, you sit next. Me. She just cocked back her fist. You talking Bam? No, I was like, about the history of the nickname. You don't know what Bam means. I know what Bam. I ain't never been to corporate America and see the motherfucker. Hi, I'm Bam. Bam, I'm sorry. Bam, motherfucker. What do you need to know? Well, what I was trying to do more oh. eloquently was to, to try to go <laughs> back and talk a little bit. You know, <laughs> who you are be as an organizer, activist in this city. Hey, Kalanji's having his own conversation yeah. right like, now. Like, that's, uh, that's why Kalanji can't be on the streets. Me, don't be my cellmate, motherfucker. Yo, Tiffany. Yo, Tiff. Stay with me now. Stay with me. I'm, I'm not veering off. I'm not veering off. I'm talking off. to Bam right now. No, girl. Bam, what you talking about enough. your history as how, what got you politicizing into organizing and activism and on this particular issue around uh, shutting down a former jail? Yeah. Um, 
because I was uh, impacted by the system in a major way. I mean, I didn't just, I don't know, I just make a bad decision as a youth, you know. Yeah. I got out of the streets and, you know, yeah. did time and I served 15 years in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. But I've also been inside ACDC, yeah, yeah. you know, and I know what they do to the people in there as far as, like, they lose you in the system. It's what they do, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, that would really put me out there. I mean, it means a lot to me working in our city, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah, it's real near dear to my heart. You know, I'm not just out here like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, you ain't just getting a check. Yeah. We gonna come back to 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 Bam and and, Bam? And, yeah. and her joint. I feel like like we know we I call you Bam now, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So what's yeah. the nickname now? Hey, yo, Grand Yeah. Street name. We, we got two minutes left, so we ain't gonna talk about Kamal's street name the right king now. Is my street name. Call it whatever. It's just the king. That's you keep all. asking about her tattoos. I don't know what the fuck your nickname gonna be. Me and Bam is like chill like that. Oh, y'all born like that? Oh, okay. What's wrong with you though? You're Bam. Okay. You don't know nothing. Those Bam came with somebody else with with a big big purse. And, and the son, son and long sticking out that mother. You think she, That's yeah? My oh, okay. Oh, it don't matter. Something <laughs> in it. So anyway. Man, this is the renegade culture. Oh, that's cool. That's support. Oh, there you go. Listen to renegade culture. Mike sis. We're gonna be back. Listen to renegade culture with Kamal. Get your ass indicted. Everything went off the rails. Everything went off the rails. All the time. Hey, let me talk about your identifying markings. Yeah, a man tattoo is not identifying markings. Would you like to talk about? Huh? Would you like to talk about? Niggas sound with the popo -po and shit. I know. Sirens and shit. Niggas start jumping up, running. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? I know. They, they, what they, we asking? What kind of tattoo cat guy? I was just gonna <laughs> say, yeah, they claiming I'm violating. I guess about the leave and shit. The guest was was clearly cool. We're talking about. Hey, listen, y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. Why Bam? When we when we when we why you trying to jump in between me and Bam? We the break. She said, "Let me tell you something, motherfucker." I know. She pulled out. She pulled out. I'm like, what? Oh shit. I was like, what? Like, Miss Taylor. Typically grabbed across. Come like, on, hey, come on! Like I'm a school teacher. <laughs> like, oh, got no. nervous, he got nervous. He got his he got his goddamn heart back out of his throat. Now. <laughs> nigga, throat swollen. Oh, I'm gonna have to miss another week when you get coaching. Yeah, so I, I bet you do. Out on me. Anyway, out. no, we back. Anyway, okay, <laughs> I wanted, to, I wanted so, to jump in a little bit. Let me let me let me do this, please. Do it. Stop asking about tattoos. Hogging my mat. I've been going for a week. This is the problem when I go for a week, right? Go for a week. Where loose at? Loose with your with your. 
carbonated dreads over there. What's going oh. on with you, my man? Wow! I'm just saying, though. Oh, what I'm just saying. Shots! That's right. Shots fired. Shots fired. What? Uh, I'm just saying. I got no friends up here. Uh, I got no friends this week. Who's still Bob on you last week? I got no friends this week. I got no friends. Oh, look at him. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Now you're going to be like, where, 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 like, my, money? Joke, where right? my money? Yeah. Now where yeah, my money? Yo, 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 Come on, don't fire Kamal. We love what? Kamal. He did? I don't remember he, that part. He's the only one working. I heard him laughing. I heard him now laughing. That man right there. Well, I know he was bombing. <laughs> he did I know bad, he was bombing. bombing. I know it's bombing. The man said he was hugging porcelain toilets. Oh. And he was dirty. Yo, I was like, oh, man. After I finished doing dirty, that's a damn sure. That was damn sure. Okay. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Porcelain toilets. Let's get back to the show. Hey, McDonald's. Anyway. Anyway. I wanted to give an opportunity because I wanted to talk to my fellow lawyer, my fellow legal genius. His fellow legal genius. Yes. And she could have just been sort of a straight and narrow lawyer uh -huh. going out for the cash, just trying to, like, you know, put that money in her pocket. But instead, like some she, of her coworkers. Not like me, because I'm, I'm working with you, you, so I obviously ain't got no money. I'm talking about. But, that's, oh, well, that's not, that's not, we might name names. That's kind of show we, we are. But what got you, not one, like, what got you so heavily involved in movement? What made you use your legal degree instead of just, like, just for cash? You started using your legal degree for the people's work. So my mom is a community organizer. She did anti-gentrification work in D.C. As, as a part of her graduate work. And so that's just the, that's what I was brought up in. And I always wanted to be uh, somebody to defend the poor people. So I just, you know, living in Atlanta, watching Atlanta change. All of you all moving here. Oh, oh wow. Slug. I actually lived in 86. I went to M.D. College High School. Don't get it fucked up. Cock Park. You know what I'm saying? Hillendale, Hillendale section, in case y'all need to check my joint. You know what I mean? In case y'all don't know. In case y'all don't know. That's going to be so many credentials. I mean? It's going to take a six. I'm just telling y'all what I do. I'm just saying I was a Ben Hill Tiger. So I just watched Whoa. the city. The city uh, is not living up to its reputation or promise, right? It never has, but yeah. it's time for it to. So. I mean, well, y'all still got a black mayor. I mean, remember. I mean? Exactly. But, but, but listen, and I, I want to touch on that shit because mm -hmm. of the fact that we know that right after. The whole, uh, when the election thing went down and we saw it was Norwood versus Bottoms, you saw a, a lot of your counterparts was pro-Norwood. You had mm -hmm. folks out there with signs and everything. A lot of these folks from city council, uh, black is tomorrow, you know what I'm saying, with, with big-ass Mary Norwood signs. Now, now we're not saying that, that Keisha is top of the food chain, but I mean, like, God damn, you was going with, Scary ass Mary, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, how did that make you feel? Because of the fact that I know you both being from Atlanta, and Atlanta's had a black mayor for the last what forty something years or whatever. You know what I mean? And 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 they almost lost it, you know. And and my whole position is like, you know, capitalism is capitalism, oppression is oppression, and sometimes, um, you know, when we say we don't eat pork. We don't fucking discriminate. We don't say we don't eat black pigs or we don't eat white pigs, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So my whole thing is like how in the world do we continue to organize in a city that's willing to remain divided? You know what I'm saying? When you have so many people who are willing to jump ship and, and, and switch sides at the drop of a dime and a hat. And, and as we talked about earlier, without any accountability or any repercussions. I mean, I think that Atlanta brought this on itself, right? So, like, when we don't have any political understanding and we believe that just having black people in high office means that we have power, um, then the mission gets muddy, right? And so, I, you know, we have grown up in a culture where 
every year um, we are measuring the effectiveness of an administration based on how much money the city makes, how many buildings they build, how many buildings they tear down to build something else, right? How many churches can we push out of downtown so we can build new stadiums? That's the measure. And so everyone says, well, under this person, Atlanta did so well because um, the metric is capitalism. And so I think we get to a place where folks are seeing, if, if poor people are seeing that their condition is no different under the white under the white mayors and the black mayors, right, then it's easy to sell, sell something to them to say, well, this person might be better for you. I didn't publicly support either either candidate right. um, because I was concerned about the policy. I understand people who took a stand and supported Mayor Bottoms, and I will give her administration credit for allowing um, the community to have space in City Hall and to, and to push po- policy like the bail reform, right? But I don't think that would have happened if the pressure hadn't already been there, if people just being fed up with politics as usual. I don't remember... It has been a very long time since I've seen so many people sleeping under bridges in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's been a very long time. Oh, yeah. We right? were about jobs. And we, they, I mean, they cut our throats when we went in the city council at lobbying for Peachtree and Pine. I mean, we've been, we were, we were advocates for keeping that shelter open for almost a decade, right? And Mayor Reed made that. He said that was one thing that he had to do before he left office was to close Peachtree and Pine. Now, now with the whole, when you talk about the whole, you, you mentioned a couple things. You talk about, you said you wasn't seeing a lot of people sleeping under the, the bridges, probably because the motherfuckers built them big-ass gates. That's number one, because the fact that a lot of those folks were sleeping behind those gates, those iron gates they had out there. We used to feed the homeless every damn week, right. and, and we knew the deal. You talked about the churches being pushed out. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of a lot of them motherfuckers are criminal too. I'm gonna just say it just like that because of the fact that a lot of them are rotten to the core. You have a lot of these big churches who've been buying up city blocks and been politically slaughtering um, Africans in this area. It's been a case of um, not not uh, racism but classism in this city when it comes to black mm-hmm. folks. It's a serious class struggle in the city of Atlanta, and I think that when you talk about Atlanta doing it to to itself. I think that, you know, I'm going to jump in and say that that might be unfair because of the fact that it's not the people of Atlanta, but it's these uh, political... Uh, the uh, black political class. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the, the elite, this, this bourgeois um, uh, comprador class that's coming in and fucking everybody up on a, on a minute level. Well, that's what I mean. So the people that were complaining, the, the, loudest, the loudest grumbling about black people supporting Norwood was from black elites. Right. Mm-hmm. It was black elites saying we don't see this power. And the reason I believe that a lot of black elites were anti Norwood is because they knew that they would not be able to consolidate all the power on Cascade. What about, and so, what about former uh, president of city council uh, who was one of the Caesar the, Mitchell? Yeah. One of the one of the main cats that jumped on Norwood's uh, sack. Caesar was always too pro-police for me, so I never, I never saw a policy come from Caesar, Caesar that I supported. No, no, I'm talking about his support of Norwood. I'm talking about. Well, his support of Norwood was because he had animus against Kasim Reed, so mm-hmm. they got into petty politics at that point. But the people that were like, that were most upset about right. people, so right, it was black elites, right. and so like it didn't, ha- none of it had anything to do with the people on the ground. None right. of it had right. anything right. to do with poor they people. Just they yeah, it was a few yeah. lost yeah. poor people. But you're not going to see, you don't yeah. see the, you don't see white folks tearing down their monuments that you don't see them tearing down their institutions for stadiums and so what i'm saying is like so the black elite turned on itself right and that's what gave us this Mm -hmm. right right and we we talked a little bit off the air about some like some movement politics in atlanta Mm -hmm. and the fact that i mean folks are getting some things done but it also feels like people are rushing to either get the publicity for getting things done or people are rushing 
to fill their pockets and get the cash overriding grants to get things done. Um, like, how do you think we sort of correct or what do you think some of the trouble spots are in movement politics in Atlanta today? One of the, in my opinion, one of the biggest trouble spots in, in movement culture in Atlanta is that the activists believe that they are the rappers. The activists believe that they are the actors. Um, they believe that they are to be famous first and then do work, right? Like, you don't have to even earn your spot. You don't earn any credibility. The only thing you earn is, like, social media followers. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's talk about that because of the fact that we want to be clear about what it is you're saying because we unite with that. But you're talking about, you're talking about the, the new Way right. back to this. And we can talk the, about the, the old guard, but they weren't. Right. No, no, but I'm not but I'm not even talking about that. We have we have a um, we have movement outside of that. Before all of this before Occupy and all that shit, there was already folks on the ground. Right. You know what I'm saying? The the Troy Davis situation, you know what I mean? That was that was probably one of the last um pure grassroots organized pieces without it being mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. uh, driven. Uh, Yes, because of the fact that... Because Catherine Johnson was before that. Absolutely, and, and mm-hmm. we worked both of those cases. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, we're talking... In fact, Captain Johnson was maybe like six years before that. You know what I'm saying? Five so years 06. before that. Yeah, 06. And, and yeah. Uh, Troy was executed in, in 2011. Mm-hmm. But, so that was like five years right there. But the thing is, um, we have these new activists who, like you said, you know, you have hashtag movements right now. You know what I'm saying? And many people are getting credit for the work of the folks on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and we can really go there. We can say anybody from Black Lives Matter to um, the fake Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got the little uh, little dude running around. Your boy? Claiming, yeah, Kamal's cousin, who's uh, three shades lighter than him. Oh, my God. Popping off, threatening women. On that note. On that note. You're going to get a whole video. On that note. I know. He's going to get a video, though. He's going to get a video. He ain't even going to try me. No, the camera. But on that, no note, on that note, on that note, before, I mean, because we're going to have to wrap this up soon. We're going to come back a little bit. But on that note, I mean, I think you guys are talking some real power about what's, what some of the problems is that as activists, organizers are facing here. And that, that infighting or that sensationalism that they have compared to the power of the black elites who are just trying to ignore that stuff and just grab the money and just shows the divisiveness of not only the politics, but of the struggle right now. And that's something that we all going to have to continue to try to explore. But for the most part, I think that it sounds like you guys are doing some great work, right? And it sounds like that work needs to be supported yeah, and that folks that. need to come out and, and really, particularly on this, this issue right here, when we get more news, we need to hear about it and talk about it. So we want you guys to put out your, um, your, your, your contact. contact information so that when folks want to know more about what's happening in this jail situation, they can, they can reach you. Okay, uh, I can be reached at Carla at RJAC Center. No, let's not do that. My bad. No, don't give your email. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was about to website. do something. Yeah, about to do Women on the Rise. All right. At ATL, um, yeah, ATL.org. Or All you right. can do a hashtag close to the ATL. It's got a lot of information also. All right, great. We're going to come back with a little outro. Thank y'all. Renegade Coach up. Go by fast. She got me up all night, all 
singing his love song. She got me up all night. Constant drinking in love songs. She got me up all night. Down and out with these love songs. She got me up all night. Down and out with these love songs. She got me up all night. Yeah. 